chaos. Boot to the face. Let's go. California to Georgia, we get it poppin', homie. We taking over the game, so fuck who hating homie. We bounty hunting, taking all of the trash out. Your podcast, a one hit wonder like Smash Mouth. Y'all can talk all that big shit, don't wanna hear it. Shout out to the one and only Santana Garrett. Top rope, dropping elbows from other leagues. Who to the face, hook the leg, it's one, two, three. Chris Rucker, Marty V making mics melt. The mill friendly podcast, don't make your wife melt. Beer drinking, this whiskey chugging, this podcast. We just sit back and laugh and tell them top that Competition is missing, you know they died off Every shirt they put to work is looking fly, boss You want the best in audio, there's nowhere to go Another episode right now, start the show Welcome to Boot to the Face, episode 120 I'm Chris Rucker, along with Marty Vasquez Here on Full Press Coverage As usual, download the app, it's on Google Play, it's on iTunes Brings you all your sports, all your wrestling. We even got entertainment going on over there with 80 Proof. So download the Full Press app. It's free. Check out FullPressCoverage.com and FullPressWrestling.com. And then check out all these places Marty is about to tell you about to get in touch with Boot to the Face. You can find us on Instagram at Boot to the Face underscore and Twitter at Boot to the Face. Um... Yeah, that's uh, basically where you can find us since you shout out uh, everywhere else. Um, come join us, follow us, uh, interact with us there. It's always a good time on Twitter. It's always a good time on Instagram. And, um, I would say, you know, if, you, if you're out there and you're on Instagram, follow us on Instagram. We need to get those followers up a little bit more. Um, but, other than that, yeah, it's always a good time on Twitter. You can always find one of us, usually Chris behind the handle. Um, but usually we're always there every day of the week. So um, come check it out. Um, so a lot's going on this weekend. We had Impact Hard to Kill, big WrestleMania news. Let's talk about that off the bat. Fuck WrestleMania news. WrestleMania last night, in the middle of NFL playoffs, decides to drop a fucking bomb. And they're going to have fans in the crowd this year at uh, Raymond James Stadium in Tampa, where it was supposed to be last year. I wonder if my ticket will still work. (laughs) <laughs> I still got tickets to Raymond James Stadium. I mean, they refunded me, but, you know, whatever. Um, I read the press release. It's also going to be in Dallas next year, which I fucking love the fact that it's going to be in Dallas. And then it'll be out where Marty's neck of the woods in L.A. in twenty twenty. At the moment. Um, here's, the, here's the important part that I read about WrestleMania this year. I got this from WWE.com. In coordination with local partners and government officials, WWE will announce ticket availability and safety protocols for WrestleMania 37 in the coming weeks. Information on additional WrestleMania week events forthcoming. Not only are they going to have Mania, not only are fans going to be there, they're doing events and shit like that also. So... If you want to risk it for the biscuit, they will give you the chance to do it. This is going to be the first major event in wrestling since the shutdown last year, right around WrestleMania time. So we're at about a year mark. Now, there's people out there with negativity towards it. Why are they doing it? But, I mean, Marty, I watched the Packers game yesterday, and I watched the Buffalo game yesterday. They had 10,000, 15,000 people in each of those stadiums, and nobody batted an eye. If you're going to do a football stadium, you can do a third of the popu- a third of the capacity 
in a safe manner if people are wanting to go. And I'm going to tell you now, I booked my hotel last night. If I can get that vaccine before then and time for it to kick in, I'm fucking going. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know why people are, are negative about like the fact they're doing it. That's ridiculous. Um, last year sucked. I mean, we were literally waiting to the last second to find out if they're doing it. Like, if you don't remember, WWE was the last group to cancel anything. Um, they they had full hopes to, that they were going to do it up until the week before. Um, actually, we think week of. And then, yeah, as far as like other things, the NFL's been doing that all year long. The Packers last night was only the second time they've had fans. They had fans a couple a couple games ago. where they only But they only let like nurses and doctors, like a small group of, like I think, less than 1,000 people. Um, but last night, last year's game was the first time they'd had actual fans in the stadium. Um, and it looks like they're going to increase that about up to 15,000 for the next game. Um, yeah, people who are, who are, especially people watching the NFL, like complaining about the WWE doing it, it's just ridiculous. Um, why are they doing it? Why not? I mean, seriously, if a stadium's going to fit 100,000 people in it and you're only going to put in maybe 30,000 people. You can do that safely. Like you can yeah, absolutely do room. that, spaced out, families together, friends, the groups together. Um, does it's, it's not going to be the same. Like if people think it's going to be, you know, piled on top of each other, like it is before in the past. Um, it's definitely not going to be like that this year. Um, so we'll see what happens. I'm interested. Uh, it sucks. I will say that the fact that we we're supposed to get it here in L.A., which knowing it was, it knew it was going to happen here was is one thing. So it's not a that big of a deal. Um, Lucky for Raymond James Stadium, they get to recoup some of the losses over the last year, especially since they had the Super Bowl. And it doesn't sound like they're just probably going to be not not going to, you know, not going to bring in what the Super Bowl would normally bring in. So yeah, clearly they were about to get screwed twice in one year. At least I mean, you know, throwing them a bone that's cool. But the fact that I, you would think that they would just push everything back a year, um, since it's that far out, but no. They're gonna put it in Dallas next year, which Dallas has had it recently. If you, I mean, it's been a few years, but they've had it there. Um, so far here in LA, gonna get the year after. I would hope that they would get it next year, and then Dallas get the year after that. It just makes sense to me. Just push everything back a year. Um, the one thing that sucks, yes, it's in my neck of the woods. Well, but as like I said, at the moment, twenty twenty three, I don't plan on being in California anymore. So it's not gonna do me any good for them being here in LA at that point. I don't think they did it. I mean, I think the reason that they put it in Dallas is just because right now it's in Florida this year. Next year it's in Texas. The Cowboys had 20,000 people at every fucking game this year. Like, if they would have snuck into the wild card, you can't tell me Jerry wasn't going to fucking pack 50,000 people into that arena to do it. They opened up the doors and opened up the roof, got air in there. And I don't know what the numbers were coming out of those Cowboys games, but... It can be done, and I think the reason why they didn't pick L.A. next year is just in case this shit is still around and uh, restrictions are the way they are. California is like one of the most strict places in the country right now. So I think they were just giving it time to get California to catch up to the way everybody else is doing it because right now it doesn't look like y'all's fucking governor is <laughs> yeah, and then 20, is wanting y'all to do By 2023, his ass should so. be out of office, so... Um... We should be good there. So by that there point, you, you know they, uh, it shouldn't be too much of an issue. So I get, I get it. It just sucks, you know. It's so close yet so far. Yeah. Um. 
So that's all. Did you see the? Did you see the actual like WWE announcement though? Yeah, I uh, I love the fact that Sasha Banks was the one in Dallas standing in front of a cowboy star. I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to clip that and put it somewhere. Of course. That's, uh, you just love the fact that it's not as cool as Mickey James being there because she's an actual fucking Cowboys fan. But, you you, know. you just love the fact that you know Triple H was the head anchor on that. Um. It wasn't even Triple H. That was fucking Hank something or another. <laughs> what are you talking about? Uh, that guy favored Triple H a little bit. Like, I could see the resemblance, but that was not Triple H. Good old Hugh can't see me. Hugh can't see me. Hugh <laughs> can't see me. Yeah, he was. He looked familiar also. <laughs> um, <laughs> Let's get to talking about a little bit of wrestling. We got a couple of things to hit before we, uh, before we take our first break. And I'm watching NXT this weekend. And I'm looking at the women's title division. They're talking about Raquel Gonzalez. Um, you got fucking Shotzi and Candice LeRae in their thing again, as usual. And my question is, where the fuck is Tony Storm? Like, she made this huge announcement that she's coming to NXT. She comes on the screen to challenge EO. And then right after, Ember Moon comes out, who also... Didn't get a fucking title shot. And now you got all these other women coming. So what was the point of these big returns where they're calling their shot about wanting to be the champ? Tony Storm has been on TV probably three times since she came back. Ember Moon is getting beat by everybody and then in a tag team. And it's just like, what What was the point? Like, where the hell is Tony Storm? Where yeah. the hell's EO? Yeah, I don't know, man. That, that's kind of uh, Maybe EO is in Japan consoling people on their losses recently um but other than that like i I don't i don't know you think that when they when they go out of the way to make a big promo like that like you did for tony that they would have her on there especially in a division that could absolutely use her there um here's the thing amber moon i'm not a fan of amber moon never have been so i can care less um but there is definitely um there's definitely talent that's that should be there that isn't there and you know you, you mentioned tony storm's one of them santana garrett's another um, it just goes to show, like, they, they don't, they have no complete direction. Like, they have some, they have a plan, but no way to get there. And they, it's kind of seen on the, on the main roster as well, that they start a storyline, or they start throwing things out there, and then it just kind of goes to the wayside, and it's forgotten. Um, hopefully, it shows, she shows up sometimes too. I feel, uh, we will see her within the next three, three to four weeks, Absolutely. Whether it's the Royal Rumble, whether it's a takeover, um, I think she's got to come back at some point. They they definitely need her to to bump that up there. I feel like NXT could run their own TV show with women. They get they got enough talent absolutely to where they could have NXT and then they could have NXT women's division. Because honestly, I tune into the women's stuff way more than the guy stuff. Like I don't really care about the men's division right now. I like Finn Balor. Like Finn Balor's. He's keeping me interested in what the guys are doing. But as far as the men, like, none, none of their stuff is can't miss. Like, when the women on NXT are on, I have to see what's going on. Like, the stuff with Zia Lee right now. Yeah. Like, I fucking love it. I'm I'm glad they put so much money and time and thought behind her repackaging. This has been going on for a couple months now. Um, but I just don't understand why you have Tony Storm come back, announce that she wants a title, and then she loses the fucking who'd she lose to she lost to somebody clean like her second week back and yeah so that that was my my big question uh another question is 
coming off of this weekend's wrestling is when the fuck did Apollo and Roman Reigns get so cozy? Like Roman's trying to take Apollo under the learning tree. Like that'll, I don't know. I, I'm not a real big fan of Apollo, but the people that do like him should be excited that he's getting involved with Roman right now. Hell yeah, they should. I'm not a fan of Apollo either. And that was kind of interesting. I mean, Apollo did turn heel last week um, or the week before when he uh, turned on on Big E. Uh, but what what I see happening there, I, it's it's Roman playing the puppeteer. Uh, I think he's he's bringing Apollo in. Like, hey man, you want to go heel? You want to show the light? You, I will show you the way. Follow me, and I will get you there. Honestly, I, here's what I'm gonna see. I'm gonna call it now. I think that they help him win the title next week. And then I think that Jey Uso wins the title off Apollo. And Jey Uso has the title finally. Um, I think that's what's going to happen. I think that is what's going to happen. Jey cut a really good promo on Friday. Um, as as you're sitting here talking about it, I think the way it's going to go is you still see Apollo involved with Big E. I think Roman's going to get Apollo to start doing some dastardly shit. And eventually Big E's going to run through him. And blame Roman for all of it. And there you go. There's your fucking Big E versus Roman at WrestleMania. If they can make that storyline happen in the next couple months. Um, speaking of Roman. We had a gauntlet match on Friday Night Smackdown a couple weeks ago. To determine who fights him at Royal Rumble. Adam Pierce wins. They do all of that. Just to give us fucking KO versus Roman Reigns again at Royal Rumble. Now I've enjoyed the KO and Roman storyline. But I'm over it. Like it's done now. KO gets his ass kicked every week. Jay Uso comes out. He helps Roman cheat to win. And then KO keeps coming back. Like, it's enough. He's like a fucking cockroach. So it goes back to what I meant. I, I asked this question a couple weeks back. I don't know if you remember it. The question was, are we getting too much KO and Roman too fast? And and we did. We got, The fact that you're over it already, if they had spaced it out, it would be intriguing in what's going on. But the fact this is like the fourth master done has been going on for like six weeks now. Um, it's it's it, it is it's absolutely getting beyond the point of um, of why we're doing it still. Why can't we move on? <clears throat> and I, I'm just gonna there's a there was an article I read out there in an interview. Oh, man, I, I can't remember who it was. It was either Russo or it was uh, Bischoff. It was one of them. But they they basically were saying the same thing. You know, like they. This storyline's been the same storyline for Roman. It's like they have no direction of what they want to do with this. Um, it's kind of what I was talking about, alluding to earlier, when I was talking about, you know, they, they start something and they don't really know the path they're going to take. They started this and then they just kind of are throwing more into it. It's like, oh, well, let's just keep going. Let's just keep going. And we don't really know the hindsight or end, side or end point in this. And that's what they've done. And it's it's gone to the point where, you know, I wasn't expecting KO. I was hoping that he was going to pull out somebody else. And it was going to be, you know, a good matchup for the one-off. But no, it's Kevin Owens. It's like it should have been Nakamura. It's like, okay, this, this is we're going to see the, the same the same thing. We just saw it. it was, it's nothing. Nothing's going to be changed. The, the outcome is going to be the exact same outcome. It's been the last three times. Um, last man standing match. It should have been okay. Nakamura. I, I think a Nakamura Roman Reigns match would have been fantastic, especially in the last man standing. For the fact that the last man standing, which means it's going to have some time limit to it. Nakamura, the more time he gets in the ring, 
man, the better he is and the better he looks. And that's part of that strong style. It's part of that, that Japanese wrestling. You know, there's a reason why New Japan has such long matches because they're telling a story. And the longer those, some of those matches go, the better they are. And Nakamura is one of those guys who's, unfortunately, even though he's had a, a solid career in the WWE, you know, when you look at the championships, stuff like that, you, he may not be used or utilized properly all the time. But the dude's had a decent career since he's been there. Um, championships are beyond championships. And the one thing, the one knock, you know, we, it goes back to, you know, him and AJ having their match. You know, the, the, these his, his matches aren't living up to the expectation that people know from him. And it's because they don't give him enough time. A long match, like a last man standing match, man, that, that would have been magic to see him in that ring. Well, not only that, I mean, the fact that he was the fucking last guy and, and, left yeah. in the gauntlet. He ran through everybody, and then Roman and Jay came out and just, like, beat the shit out of him and made Adam Pierce. So what was the point of – here we go again. What What's the fucking point? Yep. Like, And the fact that they, they turn – they in that moment, they've turned Nakamura face again. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's – I hope this is the final the final nail in the coffin for Kevin Owens and Roman Reigns. Uh, it needs to go somewhere else. It can't. It, it, this cannot go past the Royal Rumble and down to WrestleMania. Yep. Well, we're gonna take our first break, and when we come back, we will get into some more WWE news where they could be leaning towards an intergender match. We'll talk about that when we come back on the other side. Stay tuned. A new year brings a new beginning. For all my listeners that own a business, I want to tell you about FedEx Office. If you're just starting or have been running your own company for generations, FedEx Office gives you the best way to print marketing materials, posters, signage, graphics, and so much more. With FedEx creating, editing, saving, and ordering are fast and easy. We're teaming up with FedEx and Podgo to bring you, our listeners, 30% off our next order of $100 or more at podgo.co slash FedEx. That's podgo.co slash FedEx for 30% off your next order. FedEx, the world on time. Welcome back. Boot to the face. Episode 120. I'm Chris Rucker with Marty Vasquez. We're talking about some news that happened this week in the sport of pro wrestling. And on Friday night, we saw Carmella talking shit about Sasha like she constantly does. Talk about something that's dragging out. Carmella talking shit about Sasha again. And Sasha runs up. And she wants a one-on-one match, but not with Carmella, with my dude Reginald. And it's happening next week on SmackDown, Marty, an intergender match on SmackDown. Let me, can, can I, just before I see that. you smiling. Hold no, on. No, let me, let me ask you, to, let me to, ask you this to, question. Has to do Reginald. Like, the name Reginald is just hilarious. Like, I think of two things. I think of Reginald Val Johnson, you know, Mr. Uh, Carl Winslow. Um but then I was like, Boy Meets World, there's a, there's a scene, there's like, the guy is mentioned, like, Reginald, Reginald Thetfield. Uh, it's just a, just a goofy name. I'm sorry. If you're named Reginald, I'm sorry. Not really, but I am. Um, you're On to your question. If I would have told you WWE is going to do an intergender match and you had to name the woman they were going to have in it first, <laughs> it definitely wouldn't have been Sasha. Sasha's tiny. Reginald's not that big either. But I would have thought Charlotte, Nia Jax, Tamina, maybe even Shayna Baszler, Bianca Belair, Rhea Ripley. Like all of these, you know, bigger physique women would have done it. And they picked Sasha. 
So I, I don't know why I find that comical, but the only I actually I think it'll think be fun that. to watch because I don't know if you've seen Reginald is, have you seen him like flipping around and shit like that? Yeah. Like, and he sells his ass off for Sasha. You think he got shot when she slaps him. And the one, the one thing I think about the reason why they would do Sasha is because if you put Sasha in there, it's going to be more of a grappling and submission match and not so much of a power and fight match. And if they're going to do intergender, they don't want that, if that makes sense. Yeah, I think it'll I think it'll come off well with the two. I mean, I've never seen Reginald wrestle. Like I said, all I've seen is what he does when he's out there with Carmella, and it's almost like uh, he almost does the Leo Rush gimmick when Rush was with Lashley, and everybody's trying to get him. He's like doing backflips and shit off of the ring and all that. I think it'll work because he'll hit Sasha with a clothesline, and you'll think she's dead, and it'll make her even more of a fucking babyface. Like people will be like, "Oh shit, she's getting beat up by a dude." I don't know. So, I don't know sadly, face, this is not in front but... of the crowd again. Well, she's you know just number one wrestler of the twenty twenty. Doesn't, doesn't make herself babyface. Sports Illustrated. She does not come off as babyface at all. Well, she's one of the most popular wrestlers in. Wrestling. That doesn't make her a babyface though. It's like it's like it's like you and fucking twelve people on the internet that constantly hate on her. And I'm honestly, just saying, it's just hold jealousy. on, no, 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 hold on. You can't honestly say she's a baby face. Just because she's popular and the number one doesn't make her a baby face. Why is she not a baby face? She's, she's not, though. Because she doesn't her, cheat. Her attitude. She gets cheated against. Nah. People attack her from the back. The, her, her persona. From behind. I say from her the back. Her persona. <laughs> her persona is that she's better than everybody. That is not. That, that's so the, the Rock wasn't a baby face? But the, nah, the Rock did it in a different so way. So the Rock wasn't a baby face? The Rock did it in a different manner. No, he did not. The Rock yeah. came out, made fun of Michael Cole. He made he fucking made Lillian Garcia basically look at his dick all the time. Like the Rock was an asshole. He ran up on an old lady security guard. And she's like, "Hey, uh, who are you?" And he's like, "Who are you? It doesn't matter what your name is." That lady was 105 years old, and he's yelling at her. And you telling me that's a baby face? I'm saying that there was a time where there was a gray area, um, and Sasha would fit into that gray area. Um, I get she's a face when it comes down to it, but she's not a full blown baby face. That's all I'm saying. She's not a full blown baby face. So let's not let's not make her out to be innocence. Um, she's not. And we talking about she came up. She came. Hold on. She came out from nowhere and beat the shit out of Carmella in her promo. That's not a baby face mentality. The hell out of here. Carmella shouldn't have been talking shit. Carmella's, she did it from Carmella, face to face, though. She didn't come up behind Carmella's her. is doing her job and kind of promo, and Sasha could have just given her the time to give to give her words out, but no, she had to come up and just side and just beat the shit no. out of her. Talk shit, get hit. That's a baby <laughs> face move, baby. You ain't trying to hear that shit. You got something to say? Let's do it. You saw what what Carmella did. She jumped behind Reginald like a fucking heel. Reginald. And what did the baby face do? Well, I fight this motherfucker too. Sasha's not a baby face. Uh, speaking of baby faces, the biggest one on Monday Night Raw, Drew McIntyre, he's going up against the biggest heel in wrestling in the past year and a half, COVID-19. Um, <laughs> the match with Goldberg is in jeopardy, whether they want to say it or not, because if if his version of COVID you know, goes the wrong way, Goldberg um, might not they be clearly able to hold up won't against be that, man. So, so, AJ Uso, you, his name is Goldberg. <laughs> did, you, did you hear Jay Uso call it? Oh, I sure did. I, I laughed. I laughed out loud on that one. I'm like, oh shit, he went there. 
Um, I had to rewind it to make sure yeah. he said Oh, no, he I, heard, I knew that's that what he said. I was like, this is fantastic. I don't know. Or just boom, done. Like, it was fluid. Um, I'm going to give you an I want. I want your honest answer. And I, I, you know, it's whatever. It is what it is. It's part of the culture. It's part of what's going on. Um, do you think, I, and I don't put it past WWE, that's why I ask. Do you think he's legit got COVID or is it a storyline to get out of the Goldberg McIntyre backlash? Because I literally, once it came out, once I no, saw I that. Don't, I don't think they would do that. You sure? It's WWE, man. It's Vince McMahon. I don't think they would do that. I hope not. But I could see it happening. Um, but then again, at the same time, it's WWE. They're going to do what they want. So they don't give a shit what anyone thinks or wants to say. Um, so I could see them completely doing that. Uh, we, watched the, we, we watched the Royal Rumble last night uh, from 2013. You know, that same one when The Rock beat the shit out of CM Punk. Um, CM Punk ass bitch. Says and McIntyre was on there. And this CM is, Punk ass bitch. This was, her, this was Sarah's first Royal Rumble watching. Um... And Drew McIntyre came out old Drew McIntyre, and she just couldn't stop a laughing. It was a little skinny one, yeah, skinny one, boy band, little skinny Drew McIntyre. <laughs> and yeah. then, and then, and then, all three of them were in that match. You know, and Slater and um, Jinder Mahal. It's like wow, wow. Talk about three guys who have yeah. changed who they are. Anyways, I digress. No, I don't. I don't think WWE would do that. They would get way too much backlash if that ever came out. And on top of that, like we've talked about. A million times. WWE can't do shit without these internet wrestling sites reporting every fucking thing they do as to where, you know, companies like AEW, for example, they there's no telling what kind of shit they got going on. And anytime you question anything they do, you get all kind of backlash for it. So I don't see WWE risking something where it's a worldwide pandemic and them lying about it on television. Um, and speaking of backlash, they've gotten... A little bit from what's happened this week with the Nature Boy and Lacey Evans. Uh, (laughs) I don't know why it's backlash. I mean, I mean, I I mean, May Young was like fifty years old. One hundred seventy-five years old. May Young was like fifty years or eighty, yeah, fifty years older than Mark Henry. I'm just saying. Oh man, I'm pretty sure they were. Then he cheated against his daughter. That was my favorite. They were making out on screen. I think. Uh, you're gonna get Lacey Evans making out with Ric Flair? Oh, I'm not saying that. I'm talking about making my talking about Mark Henry and Mae Oh my Young god! Work. I would throw up. What, what if Lacey Evans? Um, game I don't know. I like. I think it's foot. funny. I think it's hilarious. I think it's fan. What I love about it is the <laughs> fact that he's going up against. That's he's causing, you know, discomfort and matches and for for Charlotte. I love it. And now here's the thing. I don't. I heard. That's what I like. I heard that there was that it was a botch and that wasn't supposed to be him grabbing Charlotte's leg in that first match um and if it wasn't then they something happened and they ran with it what? um but if not i i love the fact that he did it and he's he's, he's choosing lacey evans over his daughter it's fantastic and, it's, no, he was, and, and i hope it comes who the back fuck said that he he clearly was supposed to oh grab i know Charlotte's that's foot. what i said but i, I just saw mul- i that? saw multiple articles that, that referenced that um i hope i hope people i hope that rick flair gets in the ring with lacey evans and he pulls out the whole, you know what? You told me you didn't need me. You told me you didn't need my name. And just goes, cuts a promo on Charlotte and says, you're no longer a flair. Boom. Done. 
I would love it. I might, I might, That'd act, be good I might actually become a Charlotte When they first flan. put them back together, when they first put them back together and he cost her that first match and she jumped outside the ring and started like yelling in his face again, it's like, oh, great, here we go again. Like, How many times have he been out to the ring with her and then eventually she turns on him and says he's out of he's old and out of touch and blah 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 the whole nine so the fact that he's the one doing it now and the fact that it's with Lacey Evans who she don't give a fuck like she's got that personality where she's she's old school like 1960s woman where she'll use her sex to get to the top like that's her whole she's thing she's gonna come out cut her problem Charlotte I, honey just call me stepmommy oh it's gonna happen it's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, that'll be that'll be great. Give me your cell phone. You're grounded. <laughs> <laughs> You're a spoiled brat. You um, need to go. Let's to stick bag. with. Let's stick with uh. Let's stick with the women and go over to AEW real quick. The NWA Women's Champion was on Dynamite this week, defending her title versus Tay Conti, who I watched this match and I'll just say I enjoyed Twice. the match. Rewind, replay. But the uh, <laughs> the. <laughs> The NWA Women's Champ seems to be on Dynamite more than the AEW Champ, Marty. What the fuck is that about? Uh, yeah, I don't know what's going on with that. It's, it's quite frustrating that the the AEW Championship, who is, I think, one of the best female wrestlers in the world, um, is on Dark all the time, but she's not on AEW Dynamite. But yet, the NWA Champion is on Dynamite all the time. Um, it's quite interesting. What I gotta say, though, is that Deeb has gone a, has come a long way from where she was before. Like that woman's got props. Like you gotta give props to her from um, speaking of punk, back in the day she was part of his straight edge society. Um you know what I mean? And then a year let's put it this way, less than a year ago, she was part of WWE's training staff at the Performance Center. She was part of the layoffs. Yeah. And now she's the NWA champion. And she's defending damn near weekly, if not bi-weekly, on AEW Dynamite. Um, congrats to her, man, for making it happen. But yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't get why she's on there more than the AEW champion. And my question is, why do we got the AEW championship on there so much, and we get that, but we we haven't got the NWA World Heavyweight Championship once on there. Is it because there's not a partnership with that? No, it's because Nick's like, a... fuck this, I ain't going to go with AEW. Well, I mean, if he wants money, he would. But this ties into a question that I wanted to ask. Um, I was going to tweet this out and see if any of my NWA people could give me an answer. It seems like every week I hear about more NWA wrestlers, referees, executives being done with the company. Like, Zicky Dice just announced that he was done. Uh if you are a part of the NWA like culture here in Atlanta, there's this the woman that runs like all of their merch and shit like that. Like she's the one you go to. I can't her name escapes me right now, but she just announced that she's done with the NWA. You got all these wrestlers that are done, but yet Nick Aldis is still the world's heavyweight champion, but he's not wrestling anywhere. You still got the NWA world title being def- women's world title being defended on AEW, but there's no actual NWA like. I don't understand what's going on with the NWA and if it's just about to be like, did COVID kill it? And to me, it seems like it did because right now there's no future for it in sight. Like, I don't know where they go from here. So I really don't understand the uh, the point of constantly having NWA women's championship defended on AEW, except for the fact that it just keeps 
maybe it's a you scratch my back, I'll scratch yours. I'll I'll keep your title on my TV if I can keep using Thunder Rosa because right now she's constantly involved in you know one of the biggest women's storylines going in AEW, even without the title. Yeah, and she was on there this week. Um, and you talk about women's women's division and how stacked NXT. Um, where the hell did all those women come from during that that segment? Like there was a whole shit ton of women that came out. I'm like, we haven't seen any of these women on 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 TV. Um, but I'm not calling. These are all the women that wrestle on Dark one time, and then they just sit that's, in the crowd. That's probably that's probably accurate. Yeah, they all get signed. They wrestle on Dark one time, and then they sit in the crowd for a month and a half, and then they get another fucking squash match that they get beat down in to get somebody else over, and then they go sit in the crowd again. But, um. So this is what I've been waiting on. We're going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to get to a new segment that we're going to start doing here. Where we review Monday Nitro in sequential order. We're starting with episode number one. And this is new for Marty. Marty didn't watch WCW. So I'm excited to get his feedback on what it is. We'll get him caught up in storylines and whatever questions he's got, if he has any. And we're going to do that on the other side of this break. Stay tuned. Welcome back, Boot to the Face, Chris Rucker and Marty Vasquez, your mom's favorite wrestling. Po- I said I wasn't going to say that anymore. Damn, it. you did. Retake. <clears throat> I thought we were running with that. Hey, hey, <laughs> hey, Hugh, hey, Hugh. I'm we're, supposed. We're to- live. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's supposed to just be fucking uh, Santana Garrett's favorite. Oh, podcast. that's why we that did. We were it. back. That's right. Yeah, I got to get my notes together. Um. So, Marty, here we go. We're going back in time. September 5th, 1995 on TNT at the Mall of America in Minnesota. Think about that. They packed thousands of people into a fucking mall and had a wrestling match right there in the fucking atrium. A wrestling event right there in the atrium of it. Have you ever been to the Mall of America? I have not. I've always wanted to go, um, especially because they have a giant cheesehead store there. Um, but I've never, never been to the Mall of America. In Minnesota? Yes. Yes. What the fuck? Because it's Minnesota. This should be a shame. Hold on. It's because Minnesota. They know the Vikings suck and they want to follow a team that wins. Speaking of teams that win, on to the NFC Championship game, the Green Bay Packers. Hot damn. It's going to happen, man. Buckle up. Watch this ride. It's going to happen. As much as you may hate it. As much as I may hate Sasha as a champion. You're going to hate seeing Aaron Rodgers as a three-time MVP with the two-time Lombardi Trophy. Just saying, get ready. Get How ready. many times have the Packers been to the NFC Championship under Aaron Rodgers? This is, this like is the four, this, five, this maybe? Is, this is the fourth time. No, this is the fifth time. So he'll be one and three? This is the fifth time. So he'll be one and four if they lose in the NFC Championship game. That's not good. And... Look, I'm going to be honest with you. Aaron Rodgers is the truth. Like, I hate the guy. don't like the Packers. But he's probably one of the best quarterbacks I've ever seen play football. That don't mean I have to like him. But I will give him that. But you can't be in the GOAT conversation when you constantly get to the title game to get to the Super Bowl and keep losing. Hold on. Hold on. You You can't blame all that shit on Mike McCarthy either. No, no, no. But I'm going to be honest with you. Out of If you look at all those NFC Championship games, they didn't lose the game because of Rodgers. Rodgers, if you look at his style, he fucking tore it up. The reason they lost those games was because the fucking defense sucked dick. 
Like, here's the thing. I here's the what I hate about the goat chant talk talk about in the NFL. It's like, oh, he's the greatest of all time because he's got six championships. He's the greatest of all time because he's got fucking a, a ring on every finger. Yeah, get that. You're awesome. But it's when it comes down to it, you know, basketball is one thing because it, you know one player can really do a lot for a whole team because there's only five guys on the on the ground on the on the, on the court at one time. But when it comes to the NFL. I don't care what anyone says. The amount of titles and championship rings you have in the NFL shouldn't go into the fact of you being a GOAT. Um, reason being, Tom Brady's got so many championships. He's not the greatest of all time. I don't give a shit what anyone says. He's not. He's not the best. When it comes down to being a quarterback, he's not one of the best quarterbacks of all time. He may have the most amount of championships, but his fucking what? defense fucking won those games. His special teams, his fucking uh, field goal kicker. Rodgers has has been phenomenal. When you look at those games, he has dominated. If you know, if the defense hadn't fucking sucked so bad last year, they would have been in the championship game. Had they not fucked up so bad in the first quarter versus Atlanta, they would have been in the Super Bowl. You know, it, it, the defense giving up so much bullshit over the, every time. But if you look at him, whether it's whether it's Arizona, New York, uh, Atlanta. Uh, Philly or San Francisco, it didn't matter. Rodgers fucking dominated, but the defense sucked. And that's why they didn't get to those championships. That, that was the difference from them being second place in the NFC to going to the Super Bowl. Um, and that's the difference this year. Their defense is actually good. And that's that's what nobody's looking at. And so that's why this year, so when it comes to GOAT, when you look at individual quarterback GOAT, he's fucking phenomenal, man. Championship. There's a lot to unpack there, and we don't have time for it, so I'm not even going to worry about it. But Tom Brady's way higher on the list than Aaron Rodgers is. You can't not have championships in the conversation. That's the whole point of playing no, football. I, I'm there's only two people I'm not saying that get a. There's only two people who who the win loss record counts for, and that's the coach and the quarterback. So I don't want to hear no shit about oh well, you can't blame him for the loss. He's the quarterback. His record stays with it. Like he's the only one. The running back doesn't get a record. The defense doesn't get a record. The quarterback and the coach get a record, and that's what you're judged on: your win-loss record right, as a coach. Because when you put up 42 and points and, and his win-loss record in the, the championship fault. game, well, he didn't do enough. I had to deal with that with Tony Romo for fucking years. People talk shit about Tony Romo in the playoffs. He rarely had a bad playoff game, and then he fucking trying to get them to win at the end because the defense sucks and ends up throwing an interception. And people say, "Up, oh, he's not clutch." What about the other fucking 58 minutes of the game? Where he should Especially when you look at Tony Romo, when he brings fuck, come to December, Tony Romo was the shit in December. I thought I did not lose. Yeah, but people people would people wouldn't fucking admit to that. They'd be like, "Oh, well, just wait till the playoffs. Look at his record in the playoffs." And it's like Romo ain't the problem in the playoffs. It's the fucking defense not showing. Anyway, we ain't talking about football. We're supposed to be talking about Monday Nitro. The show opens up with one of your favorites. The first wrestler to come out on Monday Nitro. I believe you got this right on a trivia question. I did. Jushin Thunder Liger takes on Flying Brian Pillman. I was watching this match. It was so and I was funny like, too. Man, like, this match is going to be good. Like, Flying ne- Brian. I'm like, that's, that's Brian Pillman. Like, holy shit. Yeah. Like, that, that, that's fucking old. Okay. God, I got you. I see you. The match was clunky as fuck. Uh, Bobby, first off, Bobby Heenan, fucking hilarious. I love the fact that. He comes out and interrupts Mongo and Eric Bischoff like 
I'm not y'all not the only ones out here. Bobby Heenan is pure comedy. You're gonna love fucking watching Bobby Heenan on commentary throughout these Nitro uh, reviews. But the match was clunky, and Heenan even said like. Ryan Pillman just came back from a broken leg. It's like one of his first couple matches back. And you could tell Pillman was a little out of shape also. Um, but still, Jushin Liger and, and Pillman was a good way to open it up, which leads the way for the cruiserweight division that's going to kick off on Nitro pretty soon, which I think you'll dig. Um, how'd you feel about the opening everything for like the first segment of Nitro? I loved it. Um and like you mentioned, like the comedy behind Heenan, and like that was the same. Like to the point that I went back and watched episode one of Raw, the very first Monday Night Raw afterward. Like I texted you, I'm like, dude, I just want to watch more. Like I want to watch more, so I put on Monday Night Raw, and you compare to kind of compare and contrast the two. And Heenan is doing the same kind of comedy between both shows. You know what I mean? Like the first Monday Night Raw, the dude is like dressing up and and drag and everything, just trying to get into the arena. On Monday Night Raw, and he's still doing, and he's doing the comedy yeah. on on Nitro. Um, the the big difference, like when you look at two, um, I always remember the first match of Monday Night Raw, uh, which was like you know Yokozuna and Coco Beware. You know what I mean? You got two big guys that going in, going at it to kick it off, and then you look at the first match of Nitro, and it's Liger and Pillman, two totally different body sets, two totally different wrestling styles. Um, Man, I, I, that, that, that was a great match. When we talk about like on a pay per view, like a great match to start off the card and get the card going. Liger and Pillman, man, that was a match to do it. That was fantastic. Yeah. Um, there's a, this is a newsworthy episode. Uh, it was the first episode, obviously. Like I just said, they debut in the Mall of America. It's only an hour long, it's going up against Monday Night Raw. You had Scott Norton come running out. And attacking, we didn't know Eric Bischoff was in charge by this time either. This was like the first time on screen that they actually said because Heenan was like, "Hey, leave me the fuck alone!" Like that's who you need to talk to. And Scott Norton's pushing around Bischoff, and he gets in Mongo's face, and the Macho Man comes in. You want to go, brother? Let's do it next week. So next week, episode two, the debut of Scott Flash Norton, who was huge in Japanese wrestling back then. I think he had been world champion. And he'd come over to Nitro. It was supposed to be a big deal, like for, for the kind of fan like you and Robert Custis are now. Like people like y'all probably recognize. I had no clue who this motherfucker was. I just knew he's big as shit. Then you get a promo by Michael Wall Street, who's talking about him coming and how the IRS is on his tail. <laughs> but those who don't know, Michael Wall Street is IRS Erwin mm-hmm. R. Scheister. So I thought that was a little funny homage. Um, and then we get Sting and Ric Flair, the, the second of the three matches going on. Uh, and right before the match starts, Lex Luger just casually fucking walks just, out just and stands in the aisle way. Yeah, this is right after the Lex Express, and he's supposed to be the next Hulk Hogan in WWF. And he just walks out on the Monday Night Raw, and nobody knows what the fuck is going on. And then he just walks away. Um, Sting and Flair have a match. Classic fucking Sting and Flair match. Military press slams out the ass. I think he did like seven of them. Uh, my favorite thing about Sting and Flair matches is Flair chops Sting like 75 times and only half of them work. Yeah. Like <laughs> Sting usually just eats them and looks at them and then Flair will thumb them in the eye. Like I fucking love Sting and Flair matches. Uh, I don't know how many Sting and Flair matches you've ever watched, Marty. But watching this one, what was your takeaway from it? Okay, so my takeaway of this... 
doesn't matter what generation of a flare it is. Motherfucker annoys the hell out of me. Just, <laughs> he's just got a face on a punch. Like, ugh. So frustrating. Uh, it's so funny because, like, Sarah's been watching wrestling to the point now. She doesn't want to admit it, but she's a wrestling fan. She doesn't want to admit it, but she is. The fact that she's, like, knows people's names and recognizes who they are before they even say anything. The fact they're watching Monday Night Raw and she knows the first uh, the first episode of Monday Night Raw and she can recognize people without them even saying it from Monday Night Raw from 30 years ago. Um, and the fact that yeah. it's, like, fuck, just, like, she can't stand Paul Heyman. She just wants them to get someone to punch him in the face. I'm like, oh well, let me show you this match there where you really can't stand him. He's he's Paul. He's he's CM Punk side side hand right there. Um, but it's like she, oh it's like she, she's like the whole Ric Flair thing. She's yeah, same thing. It's like, but I just I'm watching him in the match thing. I'm just like, fuck, I can't stand this guy. Ugh, just punch him in the face. Just knock his ass out. And it's just his oh, just his mannerisms, his floppy feathered hair. I just, I, you know, Sting beating his ass is all I'm there for. Um, so one of the backdrops to this match was Arn Anderson walking out. Uh, Arn and Flair had a falling out before Nitro started. Right, I picked up on and that. This will, this will be a, this will be a, yeah, this will be a big time. Well, well, fuck yeah, you picked up on them. Motherfuckers start throwing hands at the end of the match. Um, <laughs> well, because even this before be that, you know, they're, you know, they're the like, oh, months. I thought, uh, yeah, you know, they had they had their families back together and they're going to do this. I guess not. I'm like, okay, so yeah, there's something's going on with him and Arn. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. So you got a fucking horseman beef going on, which is the backdrop. Sting and Flair go to a no con. Well, actually, I think Flair got disqualified because he wouldn't let go of the ropes. And then Arn came in and. Him and Flair start throwing hands, and that ends that segment. And then we get to the main event. Um, you got the Immortal Racist versus Big Bubba. Big Bubba's a part of the Dungeon of Doom, who ended up coming out at the end. Uh, the Immortal Racist ends up winning with the big boot and the leg drop. And as he's celebrating, the Dungeon of Doom comes out to attack him. And then it's a, just a big clusterfuck. And let me tell you one of the things that I love about old school wrestling. One of my favorite memories of anything is when the babyface is getting beat up and Sting comes running from the back, like just the way he like slides into the ring out of nowhere. There's no music. There's no hit my video. Hey, my buddy's getting beat up. Play my music real quick. Let my video start. And then I'm going to fucking saunter out there to go help him. No, my fucking friend's getting his ass whooped. I need to get to the ring. That's what I like. Today's run ins just piss me off. And so Luger comes sliding in out of nowhere to help Hogan. They do the little back-to-back thing where they're about to punch each other, and then they start wanting to go at it, and it turns out Luger's getting a title shot next week on Monday Nitro Episode 2. So I'll, t- I'll ask you this, Marty. What would you think about the main event segment of Nitro Episode 1? Um, To be honest, I didn't have too many thoughts on it. It was Hogan, so I was like, okay, I'm just going to watch it. Um. And then the whole, you know, everything that's like, okay, this is what, I've, what I'm accustomed to. I've seen this happen a million times. Um, I did see Luger come out and the whole thing. And um, so, yeah, it's, I didn't have, I mean, I, would, I, I as for like the Nitro, it's pretty way. I was more excited about the opening match than I was the, the finale. Yeah. Yep. The Mortal Race is just wasn't a good, re- like, I don't, I don't get the, I don't get it with him. Like, I don't get why people liked him so much. He wasn't a good wrestler. His 
promos were corny as fuck. He didn't have a good look either. Like, dude looks like he's 75 years old. Like, he didn't have a good look at all. Like, I didn't get... I enjoyed him more in the NWO when he was a bad guy. But as far as red and yellow, like, I never got it. And this just, like... Obviously, I got my feelings towards him now. But I've never liked Hogan. Like, I've always not liked him and wanted Sting to get more... And it pissed me off how Sting was always like his side. Sting and Macho were always his fucking sidekicks mm-hmm. up until the NWO started, which you'll see that as a theme too. But coming up soon, Sting's going to whoop his ass. I'm not going to spoil it for you, but they're going to have a little bit of falling out. But that's like, I don't know, 15, 20 episodes. So that'll now. happen in um, season three of Boots so, of the Face, or season four of Boots of the Face. Um, <laughs> if, y'all, if y'all don't understand so, this, we're Marty, doing you, one episode a week, so hope you guys are in for the long haul. Because that just gave us seven years right there. No. Well, look, this is what I wanted to talk to you about. Um, you told me you were like, I want to watch a couple more of them. Should we do two of them a week because they're only an hour long? And that way we'd have more to talk about? Or I mean, do you want to keep Technically, pretty only... soon it'll go to two hours and then it'll go to three hours. I say, I say that at that point, I say we knock out a couple a week. And then once it comes to two hours, then maybe look yeah. reassess it at that point. Because at this point, they're only 45 minutes. Yeah. So an hour, you watch two episodes, an hour and a half. Right. Yeah, and I can I can fucking do it on the cardio machine and watch one every day. I mean, I I, I literally I'm had it playing on the way to work, way home from work. So that's my that's my commute is my yeah. my commute time is now Nitro Night. So it was your first your first episode of Nitro, man? How'd you enjoy? it? I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Like I said, I wanted to watch more. Um, given that's it's kind of the, the the way things go, you always want more. Uh, so that's the point. That's what I kind of got into like retro last night. So that's why I watched the first Monday at Raw. Then I started going, you know, it's like going to watch something different. What, then we watched the Royal Rumble um, one because Cena won and The Rock beat Punk's ass. Uh, and then it got to the point. I was like, you know what? Let's watch this promo. So I showed it the promo. The promo. The promo above all promos. Rock Austin 19. And then we watched the match, and I'm just like, um, "That was such a good, love it, fucking video package." Ugh. Seventeen was up there too. A seventeen lot of was great. 17. I love seventeen. I I love seventeen, but nineteen was so fucking good, and you could see Rock was gonna win that match. Looking at that promo, God damn it, I'm gonna have to watch that today. <laughs> um, and then the match, like I I've said it a million times, I thought Hollywood Rock was my favorite version of the Rock. Like it didn't stick around long. The the, the leather vest. That was probably the most. The giant belt buckle. Yeah. The, the slick pants. The rock concerts. Uh, the fucking yes. feud with the hurricane. Like <sighs> he did so much good shit in such a short amount of time as Hollywood Rock. Um, but yeah, so I think what we'll do is we'll watch two of them, and then if you want, we can do the pay per views that go with them too. I like think I'm, that, I'm down. I think we should anything do WCW. I'm down for. Yeah, I think we should do that absolutely because so I definitely want to watch the pay per view because there's no payout if you don't if you just watch nitros you don't, you miss the payout on those pay per views. Yeah, so we're gonna take a break. When we come back, we got a couple more news items. We'll get to some uh, friend of the show shout outs, and then we'll get up out of here on boot to the face. Welcome back, boot to the face, Chris Rucker, and your Talkamania Trivamania champion Marty Vasquez. We just talked about some Monday Nitro, episode one. And now we're going to get into some other stuff on the network, Marty. You got uh, in the notes here, WWE Untold with AJ Styles. What what was newsworthy coming out of that? Because I haven't watched it. 
Uh, so I watched it. I think it just went live. Uh, I know it, I got the email from the WWE Network today too, uh, regarding like the uh, it just had a, a, some stuff on there. Was the fact that he apparently because he had some matches early on in WWE before Impact, and I get, WWE offered him a contract to like development, like the you know Ohio Valley, um, to basically train up and then come to WWE be main roster. Uh, so this is before you know Florida. Um, so that's the time when Brock, Cena, um, and, and Orton are all, um, in OVW and he said, no, like he said, no, I'm staying here. My wife wants to be a teacher, so I'm gonna let her, uh, carry out her dream. And so that's why he signed with impact and TNA. Um, so that's just the news really The part of that is like, say he signs with WWE do you? I don't think that AJ Styles is AJ Styles if he stays. I think that the fact he went to Impact and TNA, no, I don't think so either. Is, is the reason why he because he turned that deal down. That's why he became who he is. Because you look at it this way, he never went to went to New Japan. He never would have been Bullet Club. Um, yeah, I think that it's a totally different. It's, it's one of those things. Was like, you know, oh damn, they messed up their career because they didn't do this. And I think that. I just thought it was neat the fact that he turned it down, uh, and because of that, that's the reason why we have the AJ we have now. Whether people like him or love him or hate him, um, yeah, I mean, they already had a Shawn Michaels. Like that's the body type he has. That's the kind of style that he wrestles. Mm-hmm. They already had Shawn Michaels, and at the time that this happened, Shawn Michaels was still an asshole. There's no way he would have let AJ Styles be basically a, a younger version of him. And get over. Well, not only so that, he, he definitely made the right. But choice. look at who, um, what was coming out of OVW at the time. He was definitely not the body type of somebody oh, they yeah. were pushing out of OVW. You know what I mean? So, Batista, exactly. Lesnar, Orton, Shelton Benjamin, Cena. Like the class that they had back then was ridiculous. Right. So yeah, he definitely made the right choice. Like that's that's clear. Um, let's get to some impact, Marty. We don't do this a lot. But let's talk Impact Hard to Kill was this weekend, and it was a bit of a newsworthy episode. Um, you actually, when you put me in the notes, I was like, damn, you're going to watch Impact? Because I've been trying to get you to start watching Impact for a while. I watch it sparingly. I always enjoy it, but there's so much on Impact that I don't vibe with. And then the fact that they have absolutely no fans in the crowd, like I just can't get past. And so I watch clips and promos and stuff like that here and there. But um, big newsworthy, some some news that came out of it. Matt Cardona debuted there. Uh, he won a match last night. We don't know if he's got a contract with him or what. At least I looked into today, and it says he doesn't have a long term contract. So it's against another one of those AEW deals. It's like this. It's like everyone's giving this guy like live TV tryouts, or he's just like a a, a hire to kill kind of person. Uh, just kind of pick up a payday. Every time, everywhere he goes, um, whether he doesn't want to find a home or he's trying huh. to find a home, not Matt Cardona, you know, doing it for the money, you know, not Cardona. No, I don't believe that shit. He's got to, he's got to um, buy all those. Uh, you know, I, he's got to buy all those boxes before they're unopened. You know what I mean? Check this out. This is what I don't get, and this ain't a slight against him, but well, just, somebody's gonna tag it that way. No matter he was what, never so a main eventer. I don't give a fuck what people do. Tell him to lick my ass. Um, he wasn't. He was never a main eventer. He's never a world champion. I will admit he had one of the biggest moments of WrestleMania when he took the fucking IC title down in Dallas. 
Um, he was completely over. I loved his internet show that he used to have, Long Island IC. I thought that shit was hilarious. WWE never could get the ball rolling with him, and every time they did, they would cut his legs off from under him. He's finally free. He can go somewhere, and he chooses to not sign a long-term deal with the second biggest company in America that his best friend or one of his best friends run, right? And now he's in Impact, and they're giving him the same kind of deal. Like, why does this guy have enough stroke to where people, like you said, like just basically pay him to come in as a hired assassin? Like, like they're they're giving him like Brock Lesnar type treatment for not Brock Lesnar type quality, right? And this is no hate towards him. Like I don't like him, but this is no hate. But he's he doesn't move the needle like that. Like, you tell me Matt Cardona's going to be on there. Do I think everybody's going to tune into it? I think the same people that were watching already are going to keep watching. Mm-hmm. And the people that aren't watching aren't going to go out of their way to see Matt Cardona. Right. But like, yet, like you mentioned, I don't, I don't watch know. Impact. I've been watching it more the last month than I've done the last five years. Um, and that's because the people that are going over there. Omega, the good. Like I started watching. I tried to tune in a little bit when the Good Brothers signed. So I started checking it out. Um, you know, cause I do like Gallows and Anderson. Um, but then you have everything going on with, with Omega and I love it. And it's, that's, what's bringing me to the product. Um, when I saw last night that, you know, Cardona showed up, I'm like, okay, well, what, what happened with, with, with Omega though? That's, that's what I want to know. Like put it this way. I, and I'm a fan of, of Matt Cardona. I love Matt as uh, Zach Ryder. I, I, I always have been a fan of his. I've always wanted him to get a bigger push. And I was always upset when they, they, they chopped his legs out from under him and did him dirty. Um, but like, I was more intrigued by Omega's bullet club shirt than I was by Cardona showing up to the, to the, to the pay-per-view. Mm. We'll talk about that in a second. Um, because that'll be the main event that we talk about with all this. New women's champions are crowned tag team. Tasha Steeles and Kira Hogan. Fire. I fucking love Fire. that. I think they are hilarious together. Yes. I, I love Kira um, Hogan. I've always been a I, I watch a lot of their. Yeah. I'm a. You know, one thing that COVID fucked up was she was supposed to wrestle here in our. Not, and I'm not saying that this is the only thing COVID fucked up for people out there that are going to twist what I'm saying around. But. She was supposed to wrestle with the local promotion we got here, Southern Honor Wrestling. I was really excited to see that. And then I saw in uh, some memories that were posted, Danny Jordan was supposed to wrestle Kylie Ray. I was really excited about that match. They were having like a two-day. Well, she's not wrestling anymore. Um, Which she was in Impact for a while, and she was really good. And I I don't know. I I love Kira Hogan. I think her and Tasha Steeles fucking go together so well. Um, and the fact that they won the titles, I loved as opposed to a more predictable team. Um, so that's good. What do you think about them winning the women's tag titles? I love it. Um, <clears throat> I saw the final, um, like cause I, I watched Kira Hogan, which, you know, in women wrestling known as fire. Um, so <clears throat> seeing them too. And then the song that, you know, she's running because Jessica Havoc on the other side, who again was another, another wrestler from the women of wrestling. Um, I was excited. I, 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 like I said, I've, I've always been a fan of hers. I've always liked her and enjoyed watching her matches. So I was hoping she that they would win, and I, and I'm glad that she did. Yeah. Um, more women's news. Madison Rain retires from in-ring competition. No, she um, retires from wrestling industry. She's done. Oh, wow. She's done 100. Huh. Like she's not commentating anymore. She's leaving. She she is leaving the industry. 
Um, something I saw something else. She's got like a, a full time job away from the industry, going home, wife, husband, a wife and yeah. kids. You know, wants to be that, um, be the wife and kids and have the kids and all that stuff. Um, so yeah, she's not just red from in ring performing. She's she's retired from the industry. Um. Damn, I didn't. I didn't realize that. Speaking of commentating, this past weekend was the debut of uh, D'Lo Brown and I almost said Kevin Kelly. Uh, what's Stryker? Stryker. Matt Stryker, right? right? Weren't they the commentary mm-hmm. team? And that, and that's kind of what so they're they saying. So they replaced Josh. Like I read, they're bringing. They kind of yeah. brought them in because because Madison Rain was leaving. So that's going to make the new that they debuted him as like the new commentary team to kind of replace what they already had. Yeah. And then Josh Matthews has moved to a promotion. He got promoted right. from that to now he's like Creative. higher up in the company. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So that's good. That's that's some good news. And then we get to what you want to talk about. We had the Bullet Club. Apparently, did the Good Brothers have Bullet Club shirts on too? They didn't. Or just Omega. Just Omega. But it was old style Bullet Club shirt too. So it's like bringing it back. Um, I, you know, I didn't get a chance because I wanted to see if there's any reaction to somebody. I, I'm pretty sure. I feel like there was. Um, somebody like who? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, whoever who, who could you be talking about? Oh, I mean, there, uh, there is, actually. Just uh, a little... <laughs> Oh man, that's fantastic! So I, I I can't wait to see what happens there, um, but there's definitely going to be something going on. There's something happening, and it's this Bullet Club is there's something big because here's the thing. I don't know if did you watch Dynamite this week? You did you watch all of it? Like the Good Brothers coming yeah. out as the yeah. elite instead saw, of the Bucks uh, and everything. Mm-hmm. So there's definitely right. some big something stirring yeah, up that. there. Um, yeah, so I, I don't know. I I am on. I I am ready for this ride. Sign me up. I turn my ticket in. Let me buckle up into the the, the seats. I am all for whatever they do with Bullet Club across multi platform. Well, that's all we got for this week's show. You know what else I got um, about Nitro? We are out of time. One more comment about Nitro. Fuck Steve McMichael. Just saying. Fucking pansy-ass bitch. Because he played for the Bears? Not only that, but he fucking played for the Packers his last season, too. Did you ever... So, a couple years ago, he came oh, out in an interview. Right. Here's how much of a prick this son of a bitch is. Oh, I played for the Bears for so many years, and I whooped the Packers' ass and this, this, and that, to the point that when my career was over and I couldn't even get one leg out, I went and played for them one more year and, and screwed over their defense and took their money just to screw the Packers over one more time. You know what? Fuck Steve McMichael, punk-ass bitch. <laughs> that sounds like some shit I do. <laughs> yeah, I'll go play for the Redskins. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh, uh, Marty, let's get to some shout-outs to get up out of here. Uh, you got anybody you want to shout-out? Uh, yeah, I want to give a shout-out to Scott. Uh, <clears throat> um, gotta, underscore, tweet, gotta, or underscore. Uh, just, you know, helping with them, searching for them figs. Got a bunch of AEWs this week. Came across some. Got to enjoy that. Um, so I also got to give a, a little heads-up. 
we got Trivia Mania 10 coming up in a couple weeks. Um, it's going to be tri- Talkamania presents Trivia Mania, the Beardomania version. Um, it's going to be a fun time. Episode t- or Trivia Mania 10, big time. It's going to be big. Um, so that look out for that. It's going to be coming in a couple weeks. Dez and J-Bomb hooking that up. And Cass sending that, that belt my way. That two-time champ coming up this way. So looking forward to holding that title up big and loud and proud. Um, so yeah, that's that's uh, that's what I got this week. Uh, shout out Petopolis. He uh, he jumped in the boot boot to the face. The eighty proof Discord causing trouble and ruckus and stuff like that this week. Uh, Talkamania, Chaos Theory, uh, Crossbody, the Irish Whip. All the guys over at FPC. Shout out to Ian. Ian, you better come on over to Twitch and quit bullshitting. Um, Chick Foley doing a favor. Foley posable as usual. Uh, The female demo with Tata, Tara, Sheena, Santana Garrett. You know, all of the... The women that tune in. Does Sarah tune in? Does she ever listen to this? Oh, yeah. She, oh, she's not as much she, anymore, she, but she's listening all the time. She's not that big of a she's fan. She's listening all the time. She's like, I, she's like, I can only take so much. But she does rock our merchandise all the time. Hell oh, yeah. speaking um, of speaking, whole speaking, we didn't even mention this. I, I meant to throw this in there. Did you see the Twitter beef going on with with, with two women? Two, two, one of them no. was on our show. One of them we were trying to get on the show. Battle between Selena oh, De La Renta yeah, I've seen, I've and seen. Alicia Hoot. God, let them go back and forth. Put them. Well, you know they they got they got a beef. They got a they got a beef in MLW for like over a year. Yeah, now. this like, shit this shit carried over Twitter show. this week. Yeah, and then turns out that she's gonna be on Alicia Toot's show. So yep. we all got fucking work. One hundred percent. Um, but yeah. I, I love you telling me, hey, we need to take her fucking episode out of our catalog because she doesn't watch football or Star Wars. <laughs> um, <laughs> that got me. Uh, where was I at? My boy Robert Custis. I'm about to go smoke some ribs right now as soon as we get done with this. Shout out to Custis, David Kyle, um, and everybody else we interact with on a daily and weekly basis. If you're tuning in, shout out to you. We appreciate it. This is episode 120. I'm Chris Rucker. Peace. Later. It's the crew of the year that you're loving to hate. If you fucking with the team, you catch a boot to the face. Rebound from the boot, I hit the Irish whip. Don't be mad, cause we know your podcast ain't shit. Stop hating, motherfucker. You know he the man. RJ gon' hit you with that ringside rant. And them two hard hitters repping Montreal. Godfathers of the crew, making sure we ball. If you still wanna hate, it's no saving ya. You might get beat. I'm talking mania Listen to the whole team The crossbody at work It'll make you realize That you should've been first And me I cause chaos Everywhere that I go 80 proof and no less Got me ready to throw Don't step to the mic Unless you want that smoke FPC the whole team Is like a knife to your throat Yeah